Hello, my name is Judy Reyes, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome to another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 147 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as remakes, movies, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, and music industry. And this week, we, of course, have a great guest coming your way. We have Judy Reyes. And, of course, she was on Scrubs. She played Nurse Carla, and she's got a new movie out. She's going to talk about all of that. It's coming up in just a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. As you might be able to tell, I'm going to sort of squeeze my way through this episode because I've got a cold, and uh, I hopefully I'm going to make it through it, but uh, we'll see what happens. And um, why don't we just get right into it, okay? <laughs> because uh, uh, I'm kind of stuffed up here, and I'm, uh, hopefully I'm going to get better because I'm heading out to the California Independent Film Festival, and it begins on January 28th through February 3rd in Moraga, California. It's just outside uh, San Francisco. So if you're in that area, why don't you stop by and you see some great films at the New Ream Theater. And it's a great theater. You can check that out. And uh, I'm going to be there opening night and also on uh, through Sunday. And if, you, if you're there, say hi. Uh, I'd love to see you. So anyways, let's check out what's coming your way as far as Remake Madness next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness, well, DreamWorks is working on remaking Rocky and Bullwinkle characters Sherman and Peabody, Mr. Peabody. It's uh, heading toward the big screen, and of course, uh, it's uh, going to be a uh, you know sort of Yogi Bear type thing, uh, you know, because of that. Um, but Robert Downey Jr. is lending his voice, and uh, I don't know, he's going to be, I guess, the talking dog, Mr. Peabody. And you can check that out on... 2014, that's when they're looking to release it. And Warner Brothers is looking at remaking Mel Gibson's and Danny Glover's Lethal Weapon movie. And they're, of course, going to be adding a new cast to that instead of the original guys. And a remake of Annie is in the works from Will Smith. And it's going to be starring his daughter, Willow. That's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming movies. Next. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Upcoming movies, it looks like Jennifer Love Hewitt will direct Wait Till Helen Comes. It's about a 12-year-old girl and her sisters who move into a haunted former church. And Kira Sedrick will star alongside Jeffrey Dean Morgan in a film called, uh, and I'm not sure how this is pronounced, uh, it's a Dibuk Box, I guess it is. Anyways, it's about a girl who discovers an antique box that houses a spirit that wants to devour humans. Hmm. 
That sounds good. And look for it in October 28th of this year. And Sasha Baron Cohen will star in The Dictator, that coming your way on May of 2012. And he, of course, will play a dual role as The Dictator and a goat herder. <laughs> All right, that's about it for upcoming movies. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, let's check out Sequel City. What's coming your way as far as sequels next on On Screen and Beyond? Sequel City, well, it looks like Anne Hathaway will be the next actress to play Catwoman in a Batman film. She's been chosen to play the role in the next Batman film called The Dark Knight Rises. And writers are working on a sequel to Red, which starred Bruce Willis and Helen Mirren and Morgan Freeman and John Malkovich. And the pre-sequel, the prequel to the Planet of the Apes, Rise of the Apes, has been moved back to November 23rd, 2011 release, and it stars James Franco. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, March 29th, you can look for Upstairs, Downstairs, the complete series 40th anniversary edition to hit stores with 25 hours of never-before-seen bonus material. And on March 15th, The Little Rascals Volume 1 arrives, and on April 15th, The Little Rascals Volume 2 comes out. And the Golden Globe-winning Broadway Empire Season 1 from HBO will be available later this year. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, movies coming your way on DVD. Next. Movies on DVD. Well, it looks like Tron Legacy will come to DVD in April. And you can also look for The Green Hornet to come your way on DVD and Blu-ray in May, as well as Yogi Bear in May with Dan Aykroyd and Justin Timberlake. That's about it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we are talking with Judy Reyes. That's right. Judy was, of course, Nurse Carla on Scrubs for all those years, and now she's here on On Screen and Beyond. She's going to be talking about a new film she's got coming out. It's going to be playing at Sundance, and it's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining me today on On Screen and Beyond is an actress who is known for her role as Nurse Carla on Scrubs. She now has a new movie out that will be playing at the Sundance Film Festival this weekend. It's Judy Reyes. Judy, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you for having me. Judy, let's start off with the film, Gun Hill Road. How did you come about uh, getting interested in that film? Um, actually, it's a uh, screenplay that came through me. To me, uh, through my uh, management and uh, to my team, I should say, my friend uh, Cicely Saldana um, uh, brought it to my attention. We were out, uh, my boyfriend and I were out having drinks with her, and she said, there's a script that's going to be coming to your manager. It's going to be an offer. Oops, I didn't say anything. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it's called Gun Hill Road. And, uh, and uh, Gun Hill Road is a, a very long street, Avenue Boulevard, whatever you want to call it, in the Bronx, and I actually grew up on a street perpendicular to Gun Hill Road mm -hmm. um, called Bainbridge Avenue in the Bronx. And uh, I was immediately intrigued by the title, and she told me a little bit about the writer-director of the piece, and uh, I was kind of like, uh, I, I kind of forgot about it, and a couple of days later, sure enough, my manager calls me and said, there's this offer, this script 
um, uh, this very low-budget indie film um, called Gun Hill Road. I'll get it to you. And I read it. It was an extraordinarily compelling story, an amazing role. Uh, I couldn't believe my luck, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, just on the heels of another indie film that I uh, that I just completed, which was a, a very fun comedic role. And uh, uh, I was just very, very excited and very nervous to take on uh, a huge challenge. Um, 20, 22 days shoot. 22 in, days, wow. Yeah, middle of a heat wave in the, in the summer and in in the Bronx, but I said, let's do it. I was very excited and very honored to be asked. It was a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. So, um, D- did, um, now, tell us a little bit about your character in the film. I play Angela, uh, the mother, uh, and Isai Morales' wife. Isai Morales is an a, a ex-con who just finished a three-year stint in prison uh, and returns to his old stomping grounds, the Gun Hill Road, um, determined to uh, live the straight life and reclaim his place uh, in, in the neighborhood and in his family as a husband, as a patriarch of his family, as a husband of mine and the father of his son, Michael, only to find that everything, everything he left has changed, everything, I guess, from the neighborhood to his wife and his son, who's tra- undergoing this um, enormous identity and sexual transformation that's uh, actually threatening to tear the family apart. And everything that's undergone in terms of the relationship with mother and son while 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 he's been away. Hmm. Sounds like a very dramatic film, and, and it's it's highly dramatic, I have to say. But it wouldn't be Sundance if it weren't right. Yeah, <laughs> a highly yeah. dramatic fair. Right. Yeah. Now, of course, you've done a lot of different roles in your careers, um, I have. but you know, of course, everybody remembers you for Nurse uh, Carla. I mean, this was totally different than, than that role. Uh, did you, thinking about, well, should I do this role, or did you want to try to do something totally different from that character? I, I had no hesitation, but I knew that I had to uh, go into it well prepared. I got to, I packed up my, my kid and, and my man, and I got to New York early. I, I, I looked up my old acting coach, and unfortunately she wasn't substantially available for me to work with her, but Rashad uh, Ernesto Green. Uh, was available and was actually working uh, very, very in-depth and very thoroughly with Harmony Santana, who's um, uh, the performer who plays Michael in the piece, my son, um, who never acted a day in her life. So um, it afforded me the opportunity to prepare not only my character, but also uh, with with her. So uh, uh, it was... I went there and I just did some um, a preparation of my own, um, talking to to mothers who had gone through uh, similar experiences as well. Um, so it was uh, I, I, as well as having become a mother, I think afforded me some a little added preparation. Being born and raised in the Bronx and mm-hmm. going going to my old neighborhood as well, I go to New York rather frequently. So I think that was a little added plus that both Isai and I are originally from the Bronx. Yeah. Um, all kinds of things that uh, uh, actors do in an effort to you know, prepare thoroughly as they know how uh, when undertaking something as different yeah. as it is from, you know, do, a comedic turn for eight years, I, I suppose. Yeah. Do you prefer comedy or drama? 
Uh, I don't know. It's a matter of preference, but I was very excited for the challenge and for the opportunity to do something different. I think that's what it is about being an actor. I uh, began in the theater mm-hmm. uh, and doing a lot of episodic television, and I've always, I think most actors, I, I shouldn't speak for most actors, but I think a lot of us, when we take off or when we begin and we make the decision to be an actor, often see ourselves as dramatic actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I saw myself that way. I saw myself as a very serious actor. You know, until Scrubs came along, I always approached the role of Carla very seriously, which I think the gravitas with which I approached her was what made her funny. Right, and then yeah. the writers did the rest, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, uh, I, I was excited for the opportunity to show something different. I think every actor wants to be seen as versatile. Right, yeah. So um, the opportunity to turn away from being seen as one character for the rest of, of, of your career is something that most characters would jump at. So I was very grateful to be blessed and felt very blessed with the opportunity to do so. Had you ever worked with any of the other uh, people who were in the film or directors? I actually have. Um, uh, I've worked with Vincent Maresca who plays um, uh, a lover uh, in, in the film. Uh, he played my brother in an episode of New York on the cover years ago, and I've, uh, I'm sure I've worked with him in some other project in New York City. Vanessa Spiaga, who plays Eastside's sister, is uh, I've worked with her on stage uh, quite a few times. She and I are part of the same theater company, as well as Felix Solis. He and I are also part of the same theater company, Labyrinth uh, Theater Company. Awesome. He plays um, one of Eastside's uh, buddies in the film. So, yeah, yeah, it was great to return to New York and see the familiar faces. Yeah, and ha- it must have been fun working with people you know and things like that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Was it kind of kind of neat to work in, in the neighborhood where you lived and grew up? It was it was neat to be around. It wasn't exactly the neighborhood, but it was all, it was neat to just uh, be around in the, in, in the hood, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah. It, it really was. It was kind of like it. It, it's almost like an instant bath of of a character swagger that you kind of adopt. Even even the accent all, almost comes back automatically <laughs> when, when you go back to the Bronx. And my dad still lives there too, so hmm. it just it just comes back. Now this is going to be playing at Sundance on on Sunday this week, right? Uh, Monday. On Monday, okay, Monday. Yeah. And uh, now, will you be attending it or? Yes. Ah. Yes, I'll be. I arrive on Saturday. Ah, okay. On Saturday to talk it out uh, with uh, with Rashad and Isai mm-hmm. uh, to represent the film as, as best we know how. We're very proud of the work that we did on it, and and independent uh, uh, films are, are, are a tough thing to pull off. But mm-hmm. but when yeah. they're passion projects and things you believe in, like this one, um, you're gonna do everything and everything you can to to uh, to get the word out about it because this is definitely a film that should be seen. Yeah. Now when did you hear did you hear that it was going to be at Sundance? You must have been excited when you uh, heard that. Oh, I was actually I remember exactly where I was on my I was on my way to a hike and I got an early morning phone call from Rashad that the director, writer, uh, which, you know, he knows the LA time. It was about oof, not even eight thirty in the morning. And I knew he was, you want to go to Sundance? And I started screaming uh, because, you know, uh, I, I just couldn't believe our luck. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's quite a thing. I mean, I mean, well, you, know, you consider all the films that compete. I've never been there before, so right. I'm really looking forward to what it's all about. Yeah. I have no idea what to expect. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, anybody who has a film, no matter what festival you're in or anything, it's always just thrill to see it. But I mean, let's face it, it's Sundance, so <laughs> it's, it's quite a different yeah. thing. I, I, it, I guess it is quite a different thing, you know. I, I would look forward to being able to catch one or two films out there as well, because it's uh, it's not only about being seen in the competition, but being uh, among your peers out there and among equally fine films that you don't know when you'll ever get the opportunity and to talk shop, you know. Right. And, yeah, I just uh, it's like a, a film orgy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a, a real good time, that's for sure. I sure hope so. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, when you were growing up, did you want to be an actress? At, you know, when you were growing up, or I know that what, growing up, I, I I know I dreamed about it because I was such a TV junkie. Mm-hmm. You know, before DVDs and just before the dawn of the back when Beta was a big thing. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> I just loved. Uh, television, anything about television, uh, and uh, and Academy. I lived for Academy Awards Sunday. Whenever they did the Oscars on Sundays, they had all day Academy Award films. But of course, that's interrupted by thousands of commercials. Right. But you see the musicals, you see the West Side Stories, and the Singing in the Rains, and and you see all the Oscar-winning westerns and the Casablancas. And then sometimes weeks on Channel 5, they would have the, the indies, like the Cassavetes films, like Gloria, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 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 who is a woman under the influence. And then you'd see the Sidney Lumet films. That's, that's Gloria, actually. Is that Gloria? Yes, with the Cassavetes writing it. Mm-hmm. But I, I ate all that stuff up. And then, you know, the, 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 the stick. I mean, I, I, I used to love it. I, I, I wouldn't ever have to go anywhere to watch TV. But I didn't know I wanted to do it until, yeah. like, late high school, early college. Hmm. Was there, um, were there any actors or actresses that, you know, inspired you and you, you said, I want to do that, I didn't want to be like them, anything like that? Uh, I mean, I remember there were so few that looked like me, you know, like the Peter Morenos, mm-hmm. you know, that, and um, I, I couldn't say specifically, but... Yeah, uh, uh, but I do remember saying, God, if, if there's a Rita Moreno there, then I can do it. Right. You yeah. know, but the glamour goddesses and the Betty Davises, the badass chicks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, and the Joan Crawfords, the scary women, and the women in the musical who sang and danced their behinds off, the ones that did all the stuff. Yeah. You know, um, not necessarily the, the pretty ones, because I never found myself in that league. Oh, come on. But, it was like, <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? In, that, in the self-deprecating style, but like it's like uh, realness personified that made you hot. Right, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 I don't mean to imply that, you know, I think I'm ugly. <laughs> <laughs> But but in in that way that has like a heft and a substance, you know? mm-hmm. 
yeah. that, that would carry someone all day long. And then it, then you see the Sally Field and the Norma Race, and you're saying, oh, my God, something that just stays with you. And, of course, the Meryl Streets, which is like a kind of like a beauty that goes beyond aesthetic mm-hmm. and yeah. things that haunt you forever, yeah. performances that haunt you forever, mm-hmm. you know. Now, you mentioned musicals, that you like musicals a lot. Did you, starting out your career early, uh, you know, on plays and things like that, did you do musicals or anything? I didn't. I did a couple. I've done some singing, but I do ambition to actually do musicals somewhere along in my career. That's actually an active pursuit of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've done, with my theater company, we've done uh, uh, musical serials, and uh, I've done several workshops and and, and I have trained musically, but that, down the line, that's going. That is a, a heavy pursuit of mine. And of course, on Scrubs, you did a, a, a musical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of my absolute favorite experiences was working on that musical. Was that one of your favorite episodes of the show? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, hmm. it was. It was great to do that, in spite of the fact that I actually injured myself before we actually got to shoot it. But we got to do the rest of my stuff after I covered. You injured yourself on the set, or? No, no, before that, before oh. that I actually had a fall at home and, oh, and it fractured my pelvis and I had to wait until I was, until, to finish the, to shooting the episode, but it was still a lot of fun to do. Mm-hmm. Did you, uh, how did you get the role of Carla? Did you uh, have to audition or did somebody I auditioned, you? just like, uh, like the good old days, I just, uh, you know, I had, uh, I'd done, uh, how many, I think I'd done six pilots before Scrubs. Mm-hmm. So, um, with no attachments, I just went in and auditioned for that one, just like any other show. And uh, they loved the tape, and they sent for me from New York to L.A. to test, and, and I booked it. Do you ever think that it would last so long? I had no idea. I had no idea. I don't think any of us did. And for me, there was no attachment, because I had done so many pilots before that. Mm-hmm. So when I booked it, I was like, oh, cool, rent for a year. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, and then they picked it up, and then they picked up the back nine, and then they picked up the next season, and before you knew it, eight years have gone by. Jeez, yeah, it goes yeah, by quick, huh? Yeah, it, it goes by really fast, and and we had a, a really good time in the process. Was it was it a fun set to be on? You, It always seemed so fun, you know. I, I, was it behind the scenes? Was it really fun? Yes. Yeah? Yes. It was as fun as it looked. Was it scripted, or, or was there a lot of ad-libs in it? It was... Uh, I'd say it was 85% scripted, but a lot of ad-libs went on, um, but the writers were always present. You know, they were always down, and, and it was with their consultation. It's like, what do you think if we did this? You know, um, and, uh, but they gave us, a, you know, there was, they gave us a lot of freedom to go ahead and inject um, uh, our own ideas into the writing. So yeah. that, I think that's what made it such a, a tight fun, loose environment, the fact right. that we could put in our own creative uh, input. Yeah. Hmm. And, and, you know, there's only a handful of shows that have moved from one network to another and continued. Uh, when it was dropped by NBC, did, did you all think that, well, this is it, we're done, and, and then all of a sudden they said, hey, we're going to do it again? Or <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I think upon, upon being let go by NBC, a, ABC was right on the heels of that, so that disappointment didn't last. It wasn't, oh, okay. You know, yeah, so we were right on our way to ABC. Yeah. Um, the ninth season, I think, was a surprise because it was a spinoff. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, I wasn't a part of that, but uh, yeah. nonetheless, they spent it off into a, a new idea, and that, that was a, a, a surprise, I think, for everyone. They didn't expect it to come back once they said farewell. Well, I, w- I know we're getting close to the end here, and I just wanted to finish up with a couple of co- uh, two questions. Uh, sure. But it's more or less away from everything we've talked about. Um, what are your favorite all-time? You said you were a, f- a fan of TV, so what's your favorite all-time TV shows? Wow, you know, so much of that is evolving as television gets so good these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the freedom to actually watch TV, but all-time television shows. Uh from, I'll give you one from my nostalgic childhood memory. Mm-hmm. Just from, I I used to absolutely go crazy, insane nuts for Charlie's Angels. Ah, okay, yeah. <laughs> just from just from my kid memory, and I always wanted to be one of the girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. And and nowadays, there's really such quality TV. I, I couldn't possibly name just one. Mm-hmm. I love Nurse Jackie. Yeah, a lot of people so, that. Uh, This is what I love about TV today. There's so such a forum for like women, like grown women shows, like mm-hmm. Lish Jackie, like um, um, United States of Terror, yeah. um, like uh, The Big C, all shows that I enjoy, like Mad Men, that are just so thoroughly well written character studies that you could just have to tune in. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and those are the ones that I absolutely must watch. Yeah. What about? Just stay with me. What about movies? What are your favorite all-time movies? Oh, gosh. Mm. I know I throw this out at you. <laughs> you throw this at me right now, and I, I just can't, I, I can't hang. I can't deal with you right now. Uh, my all-time favorite movie. I have to say that the one, in terms of impact, Gloria made an enormous impact on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of Jenna Rowland's performance and her connection with that child and the fact that she was such a powerful leading woman, and that stays with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, All About Eve is among them. Classic, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, classic. And West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Judy, I appreciate you doing this, and I wish you luck at Sundance with uh, Gun Hill Road, and I hope a lot of people will go see it because, uh, you know, it looks like a very, very intriguing film. I think so, too. I hope so, too. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> Judy Reyes, want to thank her so much for taking the time to talk to us. And uh, Judy is, like I say, in that film, Gun Hill Road, uh, playing at Sundance, and it'll probably be out in uh, other uh, venues. So keep an eye out for that one. I'm sure it's going to be a great film, and uh, we wish her all the luck with that. And thank you for showing up on On Screen and Beyond. Well, why don't you check out us on Facebook? You can uh, like us, and you can also go to MySpace. We're over there, too. And uh, if you'd like to send a suggestion or just drop us a line and say hi, that, that, that's, that's okay, too. You can send us an email at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. <clears throat> well, <laughs> I've, I've made it through the show, uh, 147, episode 147 of On Screen and Beyond. And hopefully next week I'll feel a little bit better when I'm on my way to uh, over there in California. And until then, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Thank you.